0: Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Event Tech Podcast. This right here is the dizzy Will Curran of Endless Events. We have a really exciting episode today. Um, And amidst all the chaos and craziness that has happened with everyone transforming their events to virtual and eventually into hybrid, um, people are clamoring for more information to know, you know, how can we do this better? How can I make sure my attendees are engaged? So I immediately reached out to my good friend, Roderick, uh, who we're going to talk about today about how to bring a level of broadcast and broadcast quality to your virtual events. If you don't know Roderick and you you haven't met him yet, that's okay. We had a whole episode of Event Icons all about Roderick and uh, you can go check it out, it's episode 128 um, and we'll link it down in the description below as well in the blog post so go check that out if you wanna learn a little bit more about Roderick but I gotta introduce him and give him a chance to say hello. Everyone, please welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, the Managing Partner and Chief Creative Officer at Mills James, Roderick Polly. Roderick, thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Will. And <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, I think it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so Roderick, just give everyone a little idea in like maybe a one sentence line. What, what have you been up to these last couple of weeks and what are you doing these days? So everyone has a little bit of context yeah. as far as you know, what you've been up to.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, in, in, in today's world of, you know, constant Webex and Zoom meetings, you know, we're all getting Zoom fatigue. So um, there's just so many times you can look at those Brady Bunch squares and, and, and get people to stay engaged, you know, people stepping on each other to, to talk, talk, you've got sound problems, you've got connectivity issues and, you know, and all that clunkiness and confusion, the danger is, 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 is that your message gets lost. So we've been just trying to get the word out there of how you can convert those live meetings into virtual meetings, but still keep, you know, the production value, um, and, uh, you know, up your game and make sure that your, your, your brand is represented well. Um, and it all kind of comes down to, you know, one simple kind of streaming philosophy that we hold. Um, and once you get your brain around it, I think, uh, uh, you'll, you'll like it too. It's about thinking broadcast. So don't, don't think like a webinar developer anymore. Uh, think like a broadcast TV producer. So you're thinking, okay, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a broadcast TV producer, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and it just it really boils down to kind of three fundamental rules um, that we've been using, you know, for 35 years that we've been in business. Um, it's it's narrative impact, it's visual storytelling, and seamless pacing. And once you get those three three things right. Um, you know there's a couple of bonus ones if we have time we can talk about those too but those three are the main ones to to really keep your audience engaged and and make sure that uh, uh that you're doing some you know mindful and meaningful storytelling
0: that's a, that's incredible um well we definitely i think need to peel back that onion and dive into each one of those because i'm curious to know how you think that it relates to the level of having a, a great broadcast, so let's start with narrative storytelling. How, what do you mean exactly by that, and how can people implement that into a, a broadcast?
1: Absolutely. So it's really about it, it. really is about that storytelling, but it's it's storytelling with with uh, you know with a purpose. So you start with a problem. Um, you start with a strong open. You don't. You don't start out with, with your history, you know. Everybody, you know, used used to uh, you know do webinars that way. Was starting out with, you know, a, a long drawn out history of you and your company and all of your credentials and all that sort of thing. you, you just got to kind of jump right into it because you have eight seconds for people to make a decision as to whether or not they're going to stick with you, and they have a lot of choices these days. So you know you have to really kind of uh, uh, you know jump into it. So in mindful and meaningful storytelling it It kind of boils down to uh, uh, one of my uh, good friends, uh, Deborah Jasper of Mindset Digital, has a, kind of a uh, a framework that uh, uh, that we like to use as well. And it's called what, So what, and now what? So what is you know what's you know what are you doing? What's the question? What is it exactly that you're trying to achieve? So what is why do I care? You know, why do I care about this? Why is it meaningful to me? And then now, what is what's next? So, um, what do we want the audience to do? Um, to, what action do we want them to take? You know, once we've kind of you know told that story. So that's uh, kind of in a nutshell, you know, how we kind of how we kind of think about it. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know it 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 works um, you know pretty pretty seamlessly, um, you know, to to really kind of frame up you know how how people kind of think about their message. And then you've got to really kind of drill down and think about you know what story do you want to tell? Let's say, you know, um, let's just take an example of uh, an event like an award ceremony, for instance. So let's apply that. So okay, what? It's an award ceremony, right? <laughs> okay, it's it's deeper than that. Um, it's you know, it's the what should be kind of uh, uh, you know a, a deeper understanding of what that award ceremony is. So what are you doing? You're not just celebrating success. I mean. You you have to do that, of course. It's an award ceremony, but what you're really there to do is to inspire people, to inspire them to be on that same stage, and you know get them to drive sales and you know drive the business, um, you know through this award ceremony. And the so what is you know uh, people celebrating each other and you know wanting to win for themselves next year. That's why you care about it, is because. They're going to give you some stories of how they did it, and then you can use that information to do it yourself. And then the now what is, you know, really motivating them to be determined to get on that stage that next year. So, you know, the story is about finding somebody who, who, who won unexpectedly. You know, that's, that's where you got the real story. Um, somebody who, you know, had to go through a hardship to get there, but, you know, against all odds made it there. And uh, you know, kind of once you have your story, you have to really think about who are the presenters. And you know, you may have uh, you know some great storytellers. You may not have some great storytellers. And one of the things we try to do, if we don't have a good storyteller, we try to pair them up with somebody who is. Um, if you know, or you know, just choose the storyteller for for their storytelling ability. But if you have an executive, you know that that is not as comfortable, um, you know, let alone on stage, but on the small screen. You know, you can pair them up with somebody who can ask them questions and prompt them and, and you know, really make them look like a rock star. And I think that, uh, that's, a, that's a good technique that we found a lot of success with.
0: I love that. I love that. And I, I think that brings up such a good idea, too, that far too many people right now are really worried that, like, their presenters are not going to be able to, uh, you know, Execute and keep people engaged um, when they're watching these live streams and these virtual events, right? So that allows you to say like, yeah, let's pair them with somebody who maybe is good. And at least you're, you're, you're maybe able to help continue and give them like a better, better better term, but uh, a crutch in some ways. Right. Um, so so onto the, the kind of the, the next area, which is visual. Visual story, like the visual aspect of it, um, and this is something you guys are incredibly great. Your guys' visuals are just like in, insanely beautiful, and I think I that, that. Uh, we're realizing that, like, people before it was like death by PowerPoint was kind of like a oh uh, yeah, it was kind of like taboo to talk about, but now it's like no, like you absolutely can't have PowerPoint on these on these virtual events are kind of like man boring. So how are <laughs> right. you guys combating the visual aspect when it comes to converting and creating these these broadcasts?
1: Well, I think we found that, you know, as you said, you know, one of the most effective ways to elevate the message is through visual storytelling, and, uh, you know, we we like to think of these presentations, you know, in that broad with that broadcast thinking in mind. Um, I think, you know, one of the ways that, that we've been able to elevate the message, and to your point uh, before about, you know, making sure that you're setting your people up for success, you know, when they're telling those stories, or if they're executives and they may not be very comfortable. One of the ways we found success in in this broadcast thinking is by pre-recording part or all of the message. So it can go live, but it doesn't have to be live. So pre-recording lets you edit, you know, kind of your perfect message. Um, You know, uh, I think when you take it into post-production, it, you know, it allows us to hone the presentation, create compelling visual content, add video roles, add graphics, visual effects, and really create a compelling message that elevates your brand. So that you've got lots of imagery supporting the speakers, so that it's not just all on them to hold the attention of of the audience. You you know you've got this you know visual effects bumpers. You've got um, you know short snippets of of different videos that 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 kind of illustrate um, your 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 point. Um, and and it also allows you to start over if you need to. <laughs> you <know? laughs> hey, can we take that again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that uh, you know that's 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 certainly uh, you know something that 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 makes a lot of sense. And as you said, you know there 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 is some ways to to enhance PowerPoint slides. And you know we, we, we like to use Keynote um, because uh, you know we, we love Mac. And no, it's it's because it's it's just a it's a more elegant product and and has a lot more. Um, transitions that, that are smoother and it allows you to do a lot more things and it integrates you know, with video content very well. Um, but uh, you know, one, of the, one of the things uh, in, in rapid you know, visual storytelling um, that uh, we, we, we like to employ is say dog, see dog. So if I'm talking about a dog, you wanna see a dog on the screen. You're not, uh, you're not putting up some confusing visual <laughs> that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. So that really helps audiences stay with you. It helps audiences um, really understand you know, where you're going with it. Um, and you know, we really think about it holistically. You know, there's there's lots of ways to to you know to spice things up at, at any price point. You know, and, and that's what we're really uh, we're really working on, is is there's lots of different you know kind of price points that you can uh, you know tell a visual story at, you know, whether it's a you know, enhanced PowerPoint where you have, you know, 180 slides and you're changing visuals every four, you know, to six seconds um, so that you keep it moving and, and you keep, you know, uh, everybody engaged. Um, or whether it's, you know, broadcast video, you know, you're you're doing a, a, a fully produced video with, you know, an opening and bumpers and, you know, you've got, uh, you know, uh, sponsorship bugs, you've got you know you can switch out the backgrounds with a green screen, you can uh, use lower thirds, um, you can use closed captioning. So you've got lots of different options of, of of ways to mix it up. And I think that you know people are always asking us like, how do you keep sponsorships alive? You know, we had this sponsorship for our live event and now you know my sponsors are asking, okay, you know, what's in it for me from a virtual perspective. And I think that you know by using you know virtual backgrounds, um, or using you know little bugs that you can have in the in the lower corner of your screen and that just live there, you can give your sponsors even more value for their money. Um, again, a TV show mindset, you know, give them constant presence, um, you know, or, or you can even have them sponsor a segment. Um, you know, this, you know this break is, is sponsored by you know Land Grant um, Brewery. You know, so all of those different things, you know, can really add to uh, the value that you can show um, to your sponsors. So there's, there's lots of different ways that, at different levels, um, you know, from a production standpoint. And people, mm-hmm. you know, are always saying, you know, wow, broadcast TV, that sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it really isn't. It's, it's just using broadcast TV thinking, you know, uh, using kind of these principles of you know how you tell a story and and how you uh, you know put the visuals with it and then how you pace that is really it you know we had uh, a client who had you know taken some video on an iPhone and they were struggling um, once they got all the content to find the story and so they you know employed us to you know look at all the footage and really find that story because that's what we're really good at. Is you know finding that story, finding that thread, and then putting it together so it's a cohesive story, and you know kind of representing all your different speakers, but really having that through line, and uh, and making sure they're all kind of tied together.
0: That's awesome. Um- I think that uh, you, de- like, it's it's really funny that you talk about all these, yeah, like things like lower thirds and all these things like that, and people want to be like, wow, it's like such a new technology, but this stuff has existed for so long. It's just, yeah, on television, and it's, and it's actually quite easy, as you said, not versus, versus being expensive. Um, so I think that you then said there's a third, and we're going to, let's come back to graphics in a little bit, because I think that people are going to be curious, like, okay, how can I execute these graphics? What's the best way to do them? That sort of thing, but let's talk about the third element you talked about, which is um, and I'm gonna make sure that I get this right. It was like, like high, it's like, I, for a I cement my mind, is like high energy pacing, right? Like, and um, you know, this constant pacing going through, how I think that's one of people's biggest issues right now It's like, you know, before it we had these in person events where you could put someone in a convention center for you know eight hours and they'd be totally fine with it, but now like you can't stick someone in a virtual event platform for eight hours. So, how do you create this great pacing that just continues to go and go? And like, I almost think of it in a almost probably an exaggerative word, but relentless, it's relentlessly great pacing and energetic pacing,
1: yeah. And I think it's you know, once again, it's it's you know, uh in some cases, you know, it can be that uh, that pre-produced content um, that's highly edited by you know professionals to cut out you know conversational delays, cut out you know create fast cuts, fun transitions, you know uh, that sort of thing. that's that's kind of you know a great way to do pacing. Um, the The other thing that we do is uh, we actually have a producer behind the scenes who is actually calling the show. So if you're doing it live, or even if you're doing it live to tape, Um, I guess it's not really tape anymore, live to digital. Um, (laughs) um, And that uh, producer is kind of in everybody's ear and, you know, cueing them uh, to keep the pacing up, to keep the energy up, um, to, you know, when they're going to cut to uh, a two up or, you know, a single person up, Uh, you know, you got a one up, you got a two up, you got a three up, uh, sometimes even a four up if you want to go for that Brady Bunch look. and I think it's 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 both invisible and also mission critical. I mean, uh, you know, the the, sh- the the shows we've done lately. Of, we we've got t- two two webinars uh, that we just completed, um, and that uh, that are uh, available. And and one is about the, these three principles that I'm talking about in, in in a little bit more detail, with examples that you can see. And then the other one is really about um, just the conversion of of uh, of live event to to virtual event and what technology is behind it, because there's lots of levels of technology that can help you with that pacing, you know, low latency and all that sort of thing. Um, but uh, really, having a producer who's calling the show just like they would uh, on a live show or on a live broadcast show um, is what really helps us kind of you know stay on track and and, and keep the pacing going because they're. You know, they're calling it like a, a broadcast TV producer. You know, they're they're calling the camera shots. They're, you know, um, mixing between all the different sources. Um, you know, they roll in graphics, they roll in video, and they handle all of that. So you're not trying to do that yourself while you're trying to conduct the webinar, you know, or you're not embedding it in like a PowerPoint or a keynote. It's an actual video roll that comes from a control room. And, you know, w- we are uh, blessed with a, you uh, uh, you know, we are an exempt business, so we've been, you know, continuing to, to be in business and, and, and do these shows and, and do, you know, uh, other projects for our, for our clients, uh, including, you know, broadcast TV spots, um, as well as, you know, um, content for the web. Um, but it just, uh, our control room allows us, you know, we, we have three studios, and so we can do social distancing. We put one person in each studio. And then we um, switch between those sources, and you know, have little video snippets that support what we're talking about, and uh, we're you know just able to get a, a really great product. <clears throat> and you know, our producer is is calling the whole thing, um, and she does a you know a fantastic job of of really keeping the pacing going, and uh, and really keeping it seamless. Um, and you know, we can do it with multiple remote sources as well. You know, it's not just us you know, having to do it in the studio, you know, we can either come to you or we can send you a kit. Uh, you know, we have a telepresence kit that we can send, a Cisco telepresence kit. We also have, you know, an iPhone kit, you know, with a ring light and, uh, you know, a little video on how to set it up and, you know, how to get a good video. And then we usually have uh, a conference call with one of our producers to kind of walk you through how to, you know, get the best product you can. Um, so, we've been trying to develop you know, solutions at all different levels, um, which you know, ha- has been very successful. Uh, you know, our webinars are, are done through live stream, um, but we do have, uh, as a source or multiple sources, uh, you know, a, a regular old Zoom call, you know, um, but just you know, well lit or uh, you know, uh, uh, using one of our uh, distance kits. Um, so that we can, you know, get, get a pretty good image that, that, that we can switch to. That was a long way around the barn, but <laughs>
0: no. sorry, <laughs> no, it's all good. I think people are so fascinated to hear about this sort of stuff. And I'm sure everyone's listening with all intent, because I think that people are really looking for ideas that they can do to implement directly into this. So, um, I, I love like that. Yeah. Like, Hey, how can you utilize this? And I actually think that one of the best tips that you have for creating this awesome pacing is low latency because We've all been there before. The webinar, like, all right, and let me hand it off to John. And then there's dead silence for a sec, right? I think we did an episode of Event Brew recently where we uh, we made fun of all the tropes of webinars where you have, <laughs> like, that awkward, like, pause and things. Yeah. But if you have high latency, right? Like, you know, we've all seen it before. We watch a TV broadcast where they, like, oh, right, let's go to John out in the field. He's uh, out in the hurricane. John, how you doing? And John's like. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then you everyone always makes it like the okay, that's awkward, right? Whereas like if John's like, hey, thanks so much, Jill, and like comes right into it, um, I think that can be really good. So let's um let's dive back into the specifics and the technology stuff. Um, When it comes to the the execution of these graphics um, that you've kind of seen, you know, what what stuff have you seen be most successful or you think that is the coolest that you think our audience needs to be aware of? So I think, like, people understand lower thirds and, right, you can run a ticker along the bottom, an overlay of the logo, but what sort of, like, graphics have been really engaging for the audiences that you've seen? You
1: know, I think uh, audiences have been responding really well to uh, uh, visual effects. Um, And the great thing about visual effects, you know, we have – Eight visual effects artists, and they do everything from, you know, 3D modeling to uh, animation, uh, traditional, you know, animation or character animation. Um, and I think that those things have, have been really popular because you can get a message out. You don't have to worry about filming anything. Um, you can, you know, tell your story in a very engaging way, um, in a very artful way. Um, but you don't have to have, you know. All the hassles of you know social distancing, or you know getting a uh, you know a, a video package to uh, you know to, to somebody who's in the field. Um, so I think that's that's what we've been seeing uh, a, a lot of, and I think character animation is, is a fun way to to kind of lighten the mood, um, but also you know three D visual effects can give you kind of more of a high tech vibe. So if you're a tech company and you want to make sure that you're keeping that you know, uh, that brand and that clean, simple design in front of people, it's a great way to be able to really kind of brand yourself because visual effects has so many different aspects on it. And we're going to actually do a webinar uh, that does a deep dive into visual effects probably in the next two weeks um, and because it is so fascinating and so many people are going, Hey, this is a great option. And it's not, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's cost effective as well. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, it can look super high-end, but it doesn't have to, you know, cost you an arm and a leg. What we've been trying to uh, kind of coin uh, is a phrase about elevated product, not elevated prices. So, you know, there are many different levels since you can get a really great product at. And so, you know, I think visual effects is, is an excellent way to up your game, you know, better than PowerPoint. Um, and also, uh, you know, have it be a cost-effective solution because you know you can tell a great story in a very short amount of time with with kind of a visual uh, visual impact um, and that's that's you know of course that goes with you know uh, an amazing soundtrack and you know all, all all the you know and a good story you have to start with a good story that's where it always starts but um, we've been finding that's that's kind of uh, what uh, what is resonating with clients and has been really successful for us
0: Awesome, awesome. Alright then let's move on to maybe uh, let's go I, I want to kind of get nerdy because I think that there, there's some cool tips that you have in this because um, you know we, we were talking a little bit offline about like the idea of like how do you communicate amongst your teams when it comes to these broadcasts and when we were doing stuff in person it was really easy right we all had the comm system where we all you know chatted with each other and instant you know instantly talked to each other and I know you guys were already starting to do IFBs and things like that for your in-person events but let's talk a little bit about communication and how your team is communicating with each other throughout this entire process especially as everyone 100 is 100 percent remote right now so what sort of like systems are you using and what are you finding success in
1: so i think yeah you had mentioned ifbs i think that you know while you're doing the you know the show i think that's you know incredibly uh, important um uh communicating with the teams you know we we basically you know set up a schedule for um, you know, these different presentations and, you know, we have multiple, um, we, we use Zoom on a daily basis, um, just, uh, 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 you know, to kind of, as a communication tool, uh, I think it works well for a communication tool, it's, you know, it's, it's fine, um, but, uh, uh, you know, we also, you know, sometimes we'll use live stream if we're trying to, you know, push some uh, rich content And, uh, you know, we need everybody to be seeing the same thing. Uh, It's what we do with our uh, kind of our all staff meeting. Uh, We push it through live stream. um, And we've had, you know, really good success with that. We do a lot of work with P&G. And so P&G has uh, uh, actually uh, said that Zoom is not an acceptable platform because of some of the Mm. security issues they've been having. Uh, So we've been using the Cisco telepresence stuff. But, you know, we do. We're we're their in house you know, streaming provider so we you know have offices in at P and G and we you know do all of their streaming to all of their different locations across the world um, I think you know a uh, couple of weeks ago I think there was a uh, maybe it was longer than that but uh, uh, there was a meeting where feels there was, like it yeah exactly it all feels like one day I, <laughs> just like what, what's the day um it's tuesday okay um <laughs> but there were 32 different sources you know 30 different locations that uh, 32 different locations that, that that we were bringing together so um you know multiple boxes and 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 multiple switchers um to be able to do that um what uh what else can i tell you about that
0: how how do you deal with it when uh an attendee has like a technological issue or there's like a tech support issue and you you need to communicate with them remotely as well what have you seen some good stuff with
1: so i think uh you know we've been we've been using uh the you know the chat function a ton um as far as doing that um uh, we've also had um a technician on standby uh that was kind of fielding all of those so what we would do is we would have a uh, kind of an IT guy monitoring uh, all of those kind of communication pieces. And uh, when we would have somebody you know, with a connectivity issue or not being able to get on, um, you know, we would be able to either call and walk them through it um, or give them you know, some additional uh, you know, feedback through the chat link um, uh, to do that as well. Um, one of the things we've been trying to do as well um, from a communication standpoint uh, with, with these different kind of uh, shows that we've been putting on. I hate to call them webinars. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, digital events.
1: Virtual event. Yes. These virtual events um, is, uh, you know, some audience engagement. So keeping them engaged through things like polling. Um, we, the, the last one we did, we did a choose your own adventure. So we had these three kind of uh, topics, you know, we had narrative impact, we had visual storytelling, and we had pacing, and we let the audience choose which one they wanted to hear first. And then we would just jump in the show to, you know, wherever they wanted us to, to kind of play. And uh, it let us know, you know, which of these topics are most important to them, and uh, they actually picked visual storytelling, so we jump right into my section first. <laughs> so, um, so awesome. uh, yeah, so that was, that was cool, it kept people engaged right out of the gate, and then throughout we, you know, we did some polling, and uh, we also uh, gathered feedback for not only questions, but um, we had kind of a challenge, you know, what, what are the events out there that are challenging you, um, and let us you know, apply some of these uh, principles and, and show you how it might be you know, executed.
0: That's awesome. Um... Okay, so I have like a gazillion other questions probably. So um, let, let's start with this one. And I don't know if you'll have an answer for this, but uh, I'm just curious on your guys' end. So you, one great thing I think about your guys' company is that you have had these in-person studios for a long period of time where, like even like you've done client meetings like over these really cool video studios, how can someone have a video, what, what processes are you seeing work really well for doing a video studio in this age of no, like only six feet in between each other, and you know that sort of thing, you have to put that distancing. Are you guys finding that? Hey, you guys are able to have a good process where if someone needs to come in, because I remember you guys said that um, that you utilize, like for example, your studios for the news broadcast. If someone needs to come in and talk, how are you guys finding those processes to work? If you want to do an in-person studio to get that broadcast level for maybe your 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 studio-like uh, uh, feeling.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, we have we, we have, uh, some pretty strict protocols about you know how how we conduct um, ourselves you know within the studio. So um, there's only one other person in the room uh, with with uh, the talent. The talent you know wears the mask up until the time that they have to uh, rehearse or they have to you know do the show. Um, our people are wearing masks. Um, we have you know cleaning protocols. We have um uh, you know hand washing protocols we have you know uh, uh, we even m- make people take their temperature when they come in um, so <laughs> you know we're trying to keep people as safe as possible um, and then you know everyone in the control room you know we've got them distanced you know at about six feet apart um, and uh, they're all wearing masks as well, and uh, in the most for the most part gloves um, so you know we're we're able to keep people you know. Pretty, pretty darn safe um, because, you know, we're doing it on a daily basis. And, you know, and, and we've got a lot of experience, you know, with the whole virtual world. You know, we've been doing it, doing probably virtual for 20 years. You know, it seems like it's a new thing to everybody, but, we, you know, we've been doing it ever since it was satellite trucks. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, we've definitely got a, got a good system for, for, for <laughs> making sure that, that, you know, that people are taken care of. We have um. you know we have separate green rooms you know for each of the talent, um, mm. you know we'll have a, a designated technician who's who's masked to make sure that uh, we get you mic'd up correctly. We get the IFB in, um, and uh, you know we have uh, sets, um, virtual sets in uh, our Studio B and Studio C, and then a, a practical set in Studio A that we have set up uh, ongoing, so that you can just come in sit down and go
0: awesome that's incredible um all right uh i'm gonna ask you the the one more question that i kind of have uh when it comes to this well i guess i'll probably have more questions when it comes to this a little bit later but um the future of broadcast for virtual events where do you think that it's going? You know, what sort of stuff are you seeing in TV that you think needs to come to virtual? Where if you had like using all if there's unlimited budgets like where do you see this all going and, or things that you wish that clients were doing but maybe just can't right now at this point. Where do you see the future of this going?
1: Yeah, so I I think that uh, uh you know, you're you're going to see more um uh, uh Episodic things. I think that people, you know, I think one of the things we've, we've learned in, in, in the world of, of you know, Netflix and, and Prime is that people want to, uh, they want to get to know you. You know, they want to get to know the characters. And then they want to be able to, you know, watch them grow over a period of time. So I think what you're going to start seeing is a lot more of this, you know, broadcast TV thinking uh, in, in the virtual space. Um, and making it regular content that people go to. Um, I think you know there's there's lots of things in the social space that that keep people regularly engaged. You know people keep going back to Instagram. They keep going back to TikTok. Um, and you know I think uh, you know another thing that that I think TikTok has has taught us is that you know everybody has a story to tell. And um, you know I am endlessly fascinated with you know some of the stories that people tell on TikTok. That you know there's these complete raw you know, emotion <laughs> filled, um, you know, pleas for friendship or pleas for, you know, uh, you know, people to follow them or, you know, people to understand their message and understand where they're coming from. So I think that, you know, authenticity is a big one. And I think that, uh, you know, making it more episodic, I think those are two things that I think we're going to see a lot more of. And I also think that you're going to start to see a lot more visual effects. You're going to see a lot more people playing with that. Um, and adding them to to their content, um, and you know, I I think that uh, uh, you know engagement is also going to be you know I I think another uh, really important part of it. You know, people are going to want to interact with uh, uh, with the product, and the more they interact, the more you keep them. So I think uh, as we think about this broadcast for the virtual space. Um, I think we're also going to have to think about how can we keep the audience engaged. How can we not just talk at them? How do we talk with them? Um, and you know, how do we, uh, how are we able to 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 give them a different level of show that they can participate in, you know, and call the shots in? Because you know, a lot of the things that uh, that work for social media is that you get to choose the content, and then content is is curated for you based on. You know what you like um and i think that that's you know that's also you know going to be very prevalent i think in the virtual space
0: wow that's incredible i I love the concept that you said about like the episodicness because like i've been pushing clients to really think about maybe instead of doing like three 10 hour days instead do maybe 30 days of content with one hour each um and i think that it shows also as well that people you know i mean there's a reason why i think like TikTok, right uh like uh oh my gosh i'm like totally blanking on every single name. like instagram <laughs> stories snapchat sure. like these quick bites that people can get over time are also super duper popular versus like hey let me sit down for this hour-long piece of content uh as well and I love that and I think it's great too you bring up the point that like hey in the future like we are going to have more graphics and things like that people are going to be sick of looking at a 16 by 9 slide with a little video in the corner of the person talking but more so like maybe figuring out ways to have the, the graphics overlay over their video as they're talking live and things like that and by the way that's not hard to do, and it's totally possible now. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah. super, super excited.
1: Yeah, we do it all the time. You know, we we totally do it all the time. But you know, like you see, like in those TikTok videos where people would like be pointing to, you know, these different callouts that they have. You know, you can do that in the live space as well. You know, you just create an alpha channel and you create these graphics on an alpha channel, and you can you know overlay them, you know, right on live content. You know, if you want to do that, um,
0: that's awesome. Um, all right, so let's go into kind of the last uh, uh, quick questions that I guess I have. So first of all, um, in general, I guess it doesn't have to be just as it related to broadcast. I know I talked about the future, but what technology right now has you most excited for the future?
1: You know, that's, that's, a, a, that's a really interesting question. I mean, I think that... Uh, uh, I think... It will continue to evolve. I mean, I think all these platforms are going to have to really step up and, you know, improve the, the functionality of their product. Um, I think, you know, you get the best quality uh, that I've seen from the Cisco telepresence units or Livestream. Um, Livestream has been uh, uh, just a, a, an amazing tool for us um, to really create, you know, some high quality product um, very easily. And uh, you know we've 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 done you know some virtual events uh, where we've you know thrown to different locations uh, live and you know streamed them on Switch. I'm sorry, Switch, Twitch. <laughs> I shouldn't. I love it, it. on Switch. the
0: Switch, which is on Twitch, which yes, is, yeah, switching, <laughs> switching to Twitch.
1: Um, yeah, so I think uh, I, I think you know live stream really uh, really has upped our game quite a bit, you know, um, and you know we've done these. Uh, virtual pitches. Uh, and even though they're on the zoom webinar platform, um, we've streamed them through live stream, which, you know, like you said, has low latency, allows us to play HD videos, uh, that the audience can see. Um, and, you know, just allows you to have a, a, a lot more impact because, you know, uh, as my friend Deborah says, you know, attention is our scarcest resource and, mm-hmm. uh, you know getting their attention and keeping their attention is is of utmost import- importance you know when you're trying to get a message across um, and you know you need to do everything you can to keep them engaged and uh, and put on a show you know you know make it make it interesting for them so they keep coming back um, so that you can kind of you know um, share your brand and share who you are and share what you're doing you know in, in the community and and you uh, uh, and be able to stay, you know, stay connected and let them feel connected with you.
0: Awesome. Wow. I think that's an incredibly great thing to end this week's episode of, of Event Tech Podcast with Roderick. Man, this was so incredible to have you on and kind of talking what you, how your mind kind of works around this and bringing able to elevate the virtual event experience. It's just, it's super duper incredible. Roderick, thank you so much for being here.
1: Absolutely. And, and if you get any questions after this, Will, I'd be happy to, you know, feel those for you. Um, so, yeah, you know, if anybody absolutely. has questions, you know, send them to Will and, and uh, <laughs> we'll get them answered for you and we'll try to help as much as we can. We're, you know, we're here to help. It's not about, you know, <laughs> um, making a sale. It's about, you know, getting people back to, to some kind of normal
0: absolutely absolutely well Roderick, i'm glad you bring that up yes if you do have questions or you love to to ask roderick anything or us anything just feel free to email eventtechpodcast podcast at hello again eventtechpodcast podcast at hello and we'd love to answer your questions we love getting your emails every single day everyone so send them on over and definitely we'll connect you with roderick and uh go from there um well that's going to do it for this week's episode of the event tech podcast you guys know what to do about rating review and subscribing also you know let us know what if you have ideas as well shoot us that email or hit us up on social media hashtag event tech podcast what sort of ways do you think that we can bring more of a broadcast level feel to our events in the future and how can we use technology to do it love to hear from you but thanks again for everybody for tuning on in and we'll see you guys next time on the event tech podcast thank you guys Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.